Hey everybody and welcome back to my podcast. This is your girl Ebony. I am back. Today's title of my podcast is titled Get Back in the Ring. Now you all may be thinking, hmm, I kind of know what the message is going to be based off the title. But you know what? Even if you think you know and you feel confident that you've probably heard a message like this before, it is all good because you know what? We all get knocked down sometimes, but we got to get back up. And sometimes you just need that message that's going to get you through it, that's going to help you get back up, and that's going to remind you. You may have gotten back up previously, but there are going to be times in life where, you know what, sometimes the devil is going to throw a little punch, and the devil is going to knock you down seven times. And that's all good because you know what, you got to get back up, and that's just life. But regardless if the devil knocks you down seven times, eight times, 15 times, my statement to you is, so what, right? But most importantly, and an important question that you got to think about is, what will you do? Will you get back up or will you stay down is the question. But another question that you have to ask yourself when thinking about life, life circumstances, things that may happen, things that could possibly or even things that you're going through and you're like, man, I don't even know if I'm going to make it through the season, if I'm going to get through with this or if I should go left or right. Another main question that you can ask yourself, which I think is just as important as the question is, is will you get back up or will you stay down? Is, are you really going to let the devil have your testimony? Come on, somebody. That's an amen right there. If I didn't say nothing else, that is a question that will resonate with even myself. Is, is you really going to let the devil have your testimony? And if you decided that you are one of those people that you know what, I'm going to get back up. You have made the right choice. Why? Because as a child of God, God is living on the inside of you with Jesus Christ living on the inside of you. You have the precious Holy Spirit living inside of you, giving you strength every single day, every single night. And God's grace is sufficient for you. So if you think, you know what, I made the right choice to get back up, you are absolutely right. You have made the choice to get back up and you have made the right choice to get back up. Because you want to know something? The devil is not in control of you and he's not in control of your future. Your future is completely in God's control. But what's going to give you the upper hand is if you walk in according to God's will and his purpose. And that means if you do, you're going to reap the full benefits. What do you mean full benefits? It's just like if you was in an intimate relationship and you two were part-time lovers, right? You see each other only on the weekends. You see each other when it's convenient. You're only going to reap part-time benefits. But if you two become exclusive, fully invested in one another, the outcome is going to be much more, more rewarding because what you fully give yourself to is what's going to fully come back to you because it's like what God says in the Bible, and it's not word for word, but God is pretty much saying is that when you study to show yourself approved and approved by, by what it is that you're studying, meaning whatever you study, you go through and you apply it in life. What makes you approved of it? Is not just simply studying, it's what you study, but it's also what you apply to life. You make it applicable to each situation. You make practical things and you make principles applicable to each situation that you're going to. That's what, that's what makes you approved. So if you want 
to get back up and you want to not stay down, the, the, the benefit of that is, is that you're going to keep walking into your destiny. You're going to keep moving forward and you are going to be at a place eventually to where you're going to have so much glory on your life by submitting yourself to God that people are going to look at you and go, man, how did you do it? And that's going to be part of your testimony. But if you give up and if you keep letting the devil win, you're going to eventually let the devil have your testimony. But if you choose to keep getting back up by God's grace, the devil is not going to have your testimony, but you're going to be able to take your testimony. You're going to be able to tell other people about the goodness of God and about the, the goodness of his grace. But that's in making a choice to get back up. And you got to keep making that choice over and over and over. And sometimes we as children of God, there are going to be times when we get so tired. We're going to be like, God, you know what? I done got knocked down 15 times. I keep getting back up. And sometimes, which is the human thing to do, if you keep getting knocked down, you're going to be like, God, what is the point of keep getting up if the devil going to keep attacking me and if he's going to keep knocking me down? Sometimes, you know, we're tempted in life to say, you know what, if I just stay down, then maybe the devil will leave you alone or maybe the devil will leave me alone. And you know what? You may be absolutely right. Maybe the devil will leave you alone if you stay down. But what benefit would that do for you and what benefit would that do for you having Jesus Christ living on the inside of you, if you have the grace to keep getting back up all because you're tired. The devil kept attacking Jesus, but eventually Jesus got the upper hand and eventually Jesus won. And now because of Jesus, we're able to be reconciled, reconciled with God through him because Jesus didn't give up. What if Jesus would have got to the cross and like, you know what, I ain't doing this then we would still be in the same boat as we was before Jesus Christ. But because Jesus decided not to give up and because he decided not to quit, we get to be joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And who knows what's going to become of you if you choose not to give up, if you choose to take back your testimony, if you choose to take back your power, if you choose to take back what the enemy has stolen from you. Who knows what you will become? Who knows what you will be and who you will be in the future? Because if you give up now, you may make it to heaven and God may show you all the things that you could have been, all the things that you could have done and all the people that you could have connected with in the many books you could have written and the movies you could have written and in the, the movies you could have directed and the children you could have uh, you know, had, whether it be biologically or whether it be adopting, you know, whether the businesses you could have owned, you know, what's the point of ending it early when you get to heaven and God said, you know what, if you would have just stayed on the path, this is what you could have had. Because I believe that there are people in heaven right now who they never fully invested themselves in God. They never fully submitted themselves to God. And God showed them, this is all the things you missed out on. These are all the blessings that could have been released from heaven. And although they are in heaven rejoicing and jumping around and shouting and screaming and, and singing praises to Jesus Christ all day, day and night, like it says in the book of Revelations, there's still got to be some part of them that says, dang, if I would have just not quit, if I would just not give up. I could have had X, Y, and Z. And although God's purpose for Jesus Christ is for us to ultimately to get to heaven and be reconciled with him, but God still wants us to have a great life here on earth. And that great life is, and it consists of 
getting back up again. Keep getting back up. Get back in the ring. Taking back your authority. Taking back your power. Don't let the devil have your stuff. Don't let the devil have your testimony. And you'll never know what that's like if you quit now. So God want me to tell you, if you are on the verge of quitting, please don't quit. We all go through things in life and God knows that. Because if God didn't want you to handle it or if he feel that, if he would have thought that you couldn't handle right now, he would not have you here right now. You are here right now and you are breathing and you are living because God has given you the grace for today. He woke you up. He opened your eyes. He, he, he's breathing life into your lungs. He's giving you dreams and visions and and things of the future because he wants you to be here now and he wants you to be there with him in the future. He wants you to be on this earth in the future, getting the things that he has for you, walking in his footsteps, grabbing hold of the things that he has promised you and me. This is why he keeps giving you visions. This is why he keeps giving you dreams. This is why he keeps giving you those desires of things that are going to be in the future because God wants you to be here. So if you don't get back up, you're going to be forfeiting all of that in the future if you give up now. Getting back in the ring is telling God and telling the devil, you know what, God's got this for me. And you may be thinking, man, the devil ain't scared of me. Yes, the devil is scared of you because every time you get back up in and through Jesus Christ with the grace of God, the devil is trembling. Just because he may look scary, just because he may work through people, don't be afraid of people. Don't be afraid of people's faces. Don't be afraid of the things that people say. The devil can work through who he wants to work through. And just because the devil appears to be powerful, he's not more powerful than you. Always know that as a child of God, the devil is not more powerful than we are. He can bark, but he ain't got no bite. He can roar like a lion, but he has no teeth and he has no strength in his jaws. Can nothing hold back the promises of God if you don't give up? God knew everything that we would face in this lifetime and his grace is sufficient for us and all that we will go through for all stages in our life. Not just one stage or the fifth stage. It's, it's, if, you, if you're here from one through 30 stages of your life, God is going to be there with you through one through 30 and even afterwards. He's going to be with you and me for the good and the bad. And even the in-between, our transitional periods. I always say that we all have a transitional period from glory to glory to glory. We have those transitional periods to where sometimes we're confused. We don't know what else is God going to do in our life. We don't know exactly the steps that we are to take. We may know the next season in our lives as far as like maybe what God want, you know, want us to do. But we may not know exactly how we're going to get there and things like that of that nature. Those are our transitional periods. And God is even with us during those periods, even if he's quiet. And I'm going to say that again. God is with us through our transitional periods, even if he's quiet. And sometimes I think God tests us in our our seasons and in our transitional periods and all throughout our lives. I think that there are going to be times when God gets quiet on us on purpose to see what we would do. It's just like a teacher in a classroom. Sometimes teachers walk out and they'll test the child to say, you know what, I want to see what little Johnny does when I'm not around. Are they going to apply the rules that I set in place even when I'm not here? You know, teachers say things like, you know, nowadays they're allowed to have, you know, cell phones in classes. Like they'll say things like, you know, put your cell phone away. 
put your cell phone in, in your book bag, um, no gum chewing, no, no fighting Susie, things like that. And I want you, I want the class to be quiet. And what the, what the teacher do is, is, I think nowadays, like a lot of classes may have cameras in it. I'm not sure, you know, what the privacy act behind that is, or, you know, they'll have somebody who will watch out for them and say, I'm going to leave the classroom. I want to see who is going to pay attention to what I've been telling them to do? Who's going to be obedient and who is not? And what a teacher would do is that they'll set these rules in place and then they'll leave the classroom and they'll sit and they'll wait and they'll watch to see who are all going to be obedient, who's going to do what, who's going to break the rules. And I think sometimes God does that with us. Sometimes he'll get quiet to see if we, are, we'll, we will remain in his presence, to see if we will keep reading the word. How are you going to be when God gets quiet and he gets, he gets low key on you? Are you still going to trust him? Are you going to be afraid? And that's even for myself. I'm not preaching to y'all. I'm preaching to myself too. What would I do if I was in a season in my life where God was quiet? It doesn't mean that God is not present. He's just quiet. There are times when God is not going to talk. And it doesn't mean that he don't hear you just because he don't talk. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't love you or that he loves you any less. Sometimes God will test our faithfulness, not because of him, but to show us either where we are strong at or where we need to grow. So even if you're in a season to where you're like, man, I can't hear from God. He's quiet. Remain in his presence. Eventually, God will start talking and he'll tell you everything you need to know. So don't fret and don't be afraid. And in this whole getting back in the ring, I can kind of picture it like, if you can just imagine it with me, right? Just imagine Jesus is walking with us in the middle of the forest. And as he's walking with us in the middle of the forest, he has his hedge of protection around us. The hedge of protection is invisible to us, but it's visible to the devil because the devil knows that wherever Jesus is, he knows that Jesus got power and authority over him and he can't get past Jesus with Whatever he he think he is gonna do, he just know that wherever Jesus is, there's gonna be a hedge of protection, and a force that cannot be reckoned with. Right. So imagine us walking in the middle of the forest, right, with Jesus. He's walking with us. He has his hedge of protection around us. And while the devil is trying to throw his darts and point his darts at us, and it's aimed. As we are walking with Jesus, and Jesus has his hedge of protection around us, there is no weapon. Okay, no weapon that will prosper, right? And even if the devil shoots his arrow, as long as we're walking in the will of God and we're in the presence of God and Jesus is with us, where will Satan's weapons go? It'll go nowhere. It'll disappear disappear, and it'll flee in Jesus' name, right? No weapon formed against us shall prosper. What are weapons? A weapon formed against me could be different than a weapon formed against you. And a lot of people think, oh, a weapon, a weapon, a weapon. A lot of times when we associate the word weapon with the devil, sometimes in our, our carnal minds, we may be thinking a weapon is like a gun, a knife, something, you know, metal, sharp iron, something that can really hurt and cause damage. But when we talk about weapon, weapons, according to God's word and, and what can happen. And sometimes in a spiritual realm, weapons can be people who are trying to pray against us. Weapons can be gossip. 
if you ever notice that there are certain people who, when you come around, they like to say certain things and talk in third persons. Weapons formed against you can be rumors. It can be weapons can be people purposely ignoring you because they think that if they ignore you, it's going to hurt your feelings. You're going to get sad. You're going to get depressed. But really, it's not. Weapons can be anything. Weapons can be, you know, the devil attacking your finances. Weapons can be the devil attacking your car. You know, some people have that saying, you know, every time I get money, you know, here something comes up. You know, you may have an unexpected bill. You may be attacking your finances, a weapon. You know, you may be attacked um, in some type of spiritual way. You know, you may be in school and, and you may not have a lot of money. You may be only working off one, one laptop, the best laptop that you can afford. And that weapon formed against you may be that someone may steal your laptop. And you're like, man, I can't afford another one. How am I going to do the best that I can in school? So each one of us has weapons formed against us, but those weapons are different. And it looks different in every season. And that's okay because still, it doesn't matter what the weapon is. It doesn't matter how tangible the weapon is. It doesn't matter how spiritual the weapon is because the devil can try to manipulate situations in a dark realm to come against us. But the Bible says no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Meaning all weapons from the enemy that is, that is set against us, none of them shall prosper. I don't care if you hear loud noises. I don't care how loud people get. I don't care what the doctors say. No weapon formed against you and me shall prosper. And the devil has been knocking you down and he's been trying to knock you down because what? Because you and I have a testimony and our testimonies are our light in this world that I honestly believe that Jesus shines through. I believe that Jesus shines through our testimonies and when we live and when we keep getting back up and we keep fighting back against the enemy in, in and through Jesus Christ and, and in Jesus' name, I feel that our testimonies is going to be building. If you can think about it with me, every test that you pass is, is, a, is another block that can, you can use to build a wall. And you're going to have enough bricks to have that's going to be part of your testimony. And you're going to have enough testimony to help set other people free because you might be that person that says, you know what, I've been through X, Y, and Z. And you might meet five people who's going through X, Y, and who may be also going through Z. You may be that person and say, you know what? These were my steps to get through X, Y, Z. They may not use those same steps, but the end outcome of the results of that in through Jesus Christ is that you were set free. You're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. Jesus knows the testimonies that we have on our lives. And this is why he's coaching us through. And this is why Jesus is, is coaching us to win. He's coaching us to victory. We're in the ring for a reason. We got to get back up and we got to get back in the ring for a reason. Even if we are scared, even if we are afraid, Jesus wouldn't have us in a ring if he knew that we couldn't win. You may not win round for round, but if you keep getting back up, eventually you are going to, to get a TKO against the enemy. And that's going to be a blessing, whether you realize it or not. And then this is just like a coach in a boxing ring, right? Who does, a, who does a fighter pay attention to when the coach is talking, right? His or her coach. If you've ever seen, like, if you've ever seen one boxing match, 
right? You have the two opponents who are the fighters, and then each opponent has their coach and their trainer on the outside in a corner, in some type of corner. There's four corners in the boxing ring, and you have the coaches and the trainers, I think, is it could be one person or multiple people, but you have coaches and you have the trainers and you have the people, you know, with the medical equipment and things like that, just in case, you know, the a boxer gets cut up and whatever, you know, from the gloves and whatnot. But basically what you have is you have this ring, right? You have this ring with, with both of the boxers and they're fighting and each round rings a bell and it says in the round one, in the round two. I don't know how many rounds there is in boxing because I'm not a boxing you know, guru, so I'm not going to sit up here and try to tell you that, you know, I know a, a lot about boxing, but I used to watch boxing growing up as a kid, and I know enough to make it a part of this uh, this podcast, is that is when you have the two opponents in a corner, every time a round ends, they go back to their corner, and whenever they go back to the corner, what, what, what do you see? You see their coach and their trainer talking to them, and what are they telling them? Hey, you know, when you, when you jabbed him this way, uh, you didn't use the move that I trained you on. So if, if the next time he jabs you, you know, from the left, you, you go this way and you twist your body this way and you, and you tighten up your muscles enough and you protect your face. So that's what a coach does. A coach is not only coaching the boxer, but the coach is also watching his, his trainee's opponent because his coach doesn't want the opponent to win. So, so the coach is back there watching and watching moves and watching and watching, uh, you know, the movements of the opponent. So that way he knows how to coach his trainee through this boxing match. So, and this is what Jesus is to us living on the inside of us. The Jesus, Jesus knows the tricks of the enemy. He knows every trick that the enemy is going to throw our way. And if we have our ears turned to God, and if we have our ears in tune with the Holy Spirit, because Jesus lives on the inside of us, what's going to happen is that we're going through life. You know, Jesus is going to say, don't go down this road. I want you to make a left. Okay. Don't date, don't date this girl. I want you to, I have someone else for you. You know, he'll say, don't date this guy. You know, he's not for you. Or he'll say, don't take this job. I got a, I got a better promotion for you. Or he even may bring you through the wilderness and parts of your lives. And I think we all go through, you know, certain things in our lives that are not the greatest. But as long as we got Jesus on our side, he's going to always be coaching us. But the thing that I love about a coach like Jesus is that they don't give up on you. Jesus is never going to give up on us. He's never going to give up on us. His unconditional love is always going to be there. And he's always going to be coaching us through life. You know, saying, hey, don't don't do this, but do it this way, you know, or you may be at a job and you may be tempted to get an attitude with somebody because they done popped up at the mouth and you have every right to get an attitude back. But you know what? When you're growing in Christ and when you're when you're growing in your walk with God, the Holy Spirit may say, you know what? You don't got to clap back at them. You don't have to get an attitude back. That's coaching. You know what I'm saying? Or it could be, you know what? Show this person a little bit of mercy. That's Jesus coaching you through how to be a better Christian. And that's what getting back in the ring is. It's not just about the big things that happen in life. It's not, not just about the big trials in life. But God cares about every aspect in our lives. Just like how I, I spoke about when I said, you know, we may have one through 30 steps in life. 
God wants to be there not just through one, through five, through the ten. He wants to be there through every step, every transition. He cares about everything. He, God even cares about how we dress. You know what I'm saying? Not, you know, I'm not saying that you're not supposed to wear baggy clothes or ripped up jeans, but God does care about how we present ourselves. And I'm not trying to preach a sermon about, you know, dressing a certain way, but I'm just saying, I'm trying to get you to understand that God cares about every aspect of our lives. And there may be people who feel like, you know, why would God care about the way I dress? He has other things going on. Uh, yeah, he has other things going on, but he loves us so much that he cares about every single detail. He cares about you know, the place you stay in. He cares about you having a place to live. He cares about you investing in other people's future. He cares about everything that it is that you do. He even cares about the food that you eat and what you put in your body and what we put in our body because our body is the temple of God, right? So God coaches us through Jesus Christ through every aspect and every area of our lives. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because God wants us to bounce back. And there's nothing wrong with bouncing back and getting back in the ring and getting back up. Because Jesus already knew that there were going to be certain things that's going to knock us down. But what we can't do is we can't stay down. Because at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself, am I going to let the devil have my testimony? Or am I going to get back up from this, from this child? Am I going to get back up from this obstacle? And sometimes you even have to ask yourself, am I going to get back up from my own mistakes? Because there's nothing like getting back up from something that someone said to you. There's nothing like getting back up from a setback caused by somebody else. But what happens when you go through life and, and you fail yourself? You know, what happens when you don't complete a fast? What happens when you don't always eat right? What happens when... You know, you don't always not, not, you know, walk in sin. What happens when you fail to do something that you know God told you to do? Are you going to bounce back from your own failures? Because there are times in life we all go through it. Every Christian goes through, go through this when we feel like we have failed ourselves. And there's nothing like that pity party versus when you failed yourself versus when somebody else failed you. Your pity party for your own failures can be a lot more harder and it could be a lot more, more longer because sometimes we just bear that guilt and that, that weight of, man, I knew what to do. I knew better, but I still didn't do better. You understand what I'm saying? So getting back up is not just getting back up from outside forces. It's getting back up from even when you fail yourself, even when you knew what to do and you didn't do it. God's grace is still sufficient for you. Yes, consequences may be a little bit different because the Bible does say the more you know, the more responsible you are going to be and the more, the more uh, responsibility that God is going to hold you to. But God's grace is still sufficient for whether you fail yourself or whether your obstacles are from the outside in. Jesus knows our weak spots. He always knew that. He, all, he, he also knows our strength. Jesus knows all of our weak spots and he knows all of our strength. He also knows what will make us stronger. And he knows that if we go through this and we get through this and we can pass this test, Jesus knows that we are going to be a whole lot stronger from this test if we just don't give up and we just stay enough and persevere to pass. Jesus is in our corner. He's going to always be in our corner coaching us, telling us how to win, how to duck, how to maneuver and to win this thing in life. Because don't think that for one minute that Jesus is sitting there in a corner hoping that we will fail. That's not how Jesus operates. 
And don't think that because you made a mistake or you make you are making mistakes or when you will make mistakes, don't think that don't ever think that for one minute that Jesus is going to be in a corner saying, I knew she was going to fail this. I knew he was going to pass this. Look, God, you see, I don't even know why I'm coaching us, coaching them through this. They ain't going to listen and then walk away. No, that's not how Jesus is. Jesus is so faithful. If Jesus was faithful to the call of God that God had on his life and his end goal was so that we can be reconciled with God, you know for a fact and without a doubt that Jesus is never going to leave us. Because if Jesus wanted to leave us, he wouldn't have stayed on the cross. Jesus stayed on a cross for us. So know that whenever you make mistakes, and even in the mistakes that you're going to make, just know that Jesus is never going to leave us. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to leave no one. And, and even when you, you face mistakes, you face fears, you face obstacles, you face trials, one of the other things that you must not do is you must not stand still in fear. There are going to be times when you are tempted to be frozen in fear. You're going to be tempted to be frozen because of obstacles. But please try to move forward with God's leading way because what's going to happen is when you become stagnant in your spiritual walk, and you'll know when you're becoming stagnant, you're, you'll become like a lake or a pond that's not cleaned and filtered. Eventually, as years pass, it's going to collect dust, build up dirt, gangrene, all, all the toxic is the toxicity that can that can remain in water and because of of land and the, and the plants and the trees and things like that don't become like a pond that's never cleaned out don't become so stagnant in life and even if you have become stagnant or you have become stagnant before it's always going to be in your face and to be tempted will become stagnant but don't take that bait from satan so my next question for you is is that you want to get back up in the ring. You want to, to not remain down. But in all that being said, my other question to you is, is how do we knock the devil out? Right? Because you don't, you don't just want to be in the ring. Because if I was in the ring, let me tell you something. I'm not going to just want to be sitting up there doing little foot, little movements. No. If I'm going to be in the ring, I want to knock somebody out. Because obviously, if I'm in a ring, I done trained for this match. I'm going to want to knock somebody out. So how do we knock the devil out? We knock the devil out with the help of Jesus, okay? With the help of Jesus Christ and his power and in his might. Just know that we cannot do nothing without Jesus Christ. Just know that as you keep getting back up through your testimonies and through your little testimonies in between, sometimes God is going to call you to give little testimonies in between uh, each victory. That's how you knock the devil out is by, is by you submitting your will to Jesus Christ. By you submitting to Jesus Christ, the Bible said, uh, if we submit to Jesus and flee the devil and resist the devil, he will flee. That's giving the devil a black eye. That's knocking the devil out is by submitting to Christ. And how, we do, how do we submit to Christ? Each submission for each of us looks different. None of us is going to know what each other has to do to submit to God unless he tells us individually. So that I can't coach you through. But I will say, you will know how to submit to Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit is going to guide you and he's going to lead you just like how the Holy Spirit guides and leads me. And like it says in Luke 12, chapter 12, verse 48, to whom much is given, much is required. You may be thinking, 
why am I going through this? Why do I have to go through this again? Why do I have to go through these trials and tribulations? You know, why can't I just have a season in my life to where things are good and things are gravy? To whom much is given, much is required. The reason why God gives us so much is because God knows what we can handle. He knows what he has given us through his son, Jesus Christ. God knows that for a fact. God knew what he was giving Jesus when he, when he gave him the task of taking our place on that cross. And when much is given, the devil will try you. The devil knows that each of us have a testimony on our lives. Much is given to us and the devil will try us because he doesn't want us to give God the glory. The devil can try you and me all he wants to. But I'm telling you, if we keep doing God's will, he will not succeed. And if you don't let him have your testimony and you stick with Jesus, everything's going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. You may cry. You may shed some tears. You may ask God why. But you know what? At the end of the day, wipe those tears off. Let Jesus heal you from the inside out and keep on moving. Keep on moving forward. And just like with Jesus, before Jesus, you know, started his ministry, if you really look at it in the New Testament, what happened to Jesus before he actually started his physical ministry on this earth for three years? Bing, he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by who? The devil. Jesus had to go through this before he started his ministry. Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist at that time before, you know, Jesus died on the cross. You had water baptism. And that's another that's another sermon and another teaching moment. But Jesus was baptized by water by John the Baptist. And then what the Bible said that he was led into the wilderness to be tempted of Satan. But you see, Jesus knew that he would win. He knew it. He was so confident. And this is how we have to be as children of God. And this is even a lesson for me. That's another reason why you can rest in God and you can rest and you can lean back on Jesus Christ when you go through trials. Because you know if you give it all to him, you know you're going to win. Jesus was like, yeah, let me just go into this wilderness for 40 days, 40 nights, be hungry and all that other stuff and be tempted by the devil. But really, Jesus was like, "Um, so I'm the Lord over you too. So you got to submit to me. And it, it, this may be a funny moment, but I'm being serious, right? Jesus knew that he was going to win. Jesus was like, I got this because I know who I go to. And that's who we have to be as children of God every time we get back up in the ring. We got to say, you know what? I know who child I am. I'm a child of God. I already know God is going to call me to win because winning is, is Jesus. Like Jesus don't ever not not win, right? So we have to be that confident in our walk with Christ. We have to be that confident in God that we know that everything that God has us to go through is for a reason. The devil can't touch us unless God give him access to us. Just like Job. We got to be that confident like Jesus was going in the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. We got to know that uh, ain't nothing in life that we going to go through that ain't God going to get us out of. Right? And God knew that Jesus would win this round and all his rounds with the devil. Jesus won his final round with Satan when he, which is Jesus, descended down into Hades took Satan's power and authority and rose and ascended into heaven. And now Jesus sits on the right hand of the throne of God. Because what did Jesus say when it all was done? He said, it is finished. There, there is no more second Jesus, third Jesus, and other people trying to, trying to, to, to gash our head up like this is going to be the third. No, there's no second and third Jesus. There's one Jesus. There's only one begotten son. He already did all that he could do, and now he's resting on God's throne. Why? Because it is finished. 
it is completely and truly finished. So knowing that we all going to go through life and we all going to go through things and we're all going to be tempted of the devil and we all have our, have our weaknesses, but we also have our strengths. You know, as Christians, we shouldn't just walk around focusing on our weaknesses. We should also focus on our strengths and, and praise God and thank him for our strengths because God doesn't want us to be, you know, Christians that lack, lack confidence. God wants us to be confident. He wants us to, to glory in our strengths based on his grace and his, his power in our lives. And it's okay to focus and be in reality that we all have a weakness. But don't be so focused on your weakness that you lack, you know, the confidence to be a great Christian. You lack the confidence to be a leader. You always have people who, who they always want to remain in the corner because they don't have no confidence. They, they don't have no confidence in, in who they are. And that's only because I honestly strongly believe that there are some Christians who they really do not know who they are in Christ. When we get that foundational truth rooted in us, there is nothing that we know that we cannot do in and through Jesus Christ. When we really get our bounce back and really become rooted in Jesus Christ, when we become rooted in the word of God, ain't nothing that can knock us down so far and so hard that will make us go, you know what, this ain't for me. Because when you really truly are rooted in God and you're rooted in his word, and your foundation is Jesus Christ, because in the word of God, it says that Jesus Christ is our rock. He is our cornerstone. That's exactly how we are going to be. We're going to be like trees planted by the river. We're going to be strong. Our roots are going to be so deeper. The, the, the larger the tree, the deeper the roots. And the deeper roots, the larger the tree. So think about that as your life as, as a Christian. The, the deeper your roots are in Jesus Christ, the bigger you are going to be in the spiritual realm. The bigger you are going to be as a Christian. Right? And so a few things that I want you to take away from this whole podcast. Right? We give the devil a black eye by worshiping our one true God. Right? One another thing that we can do is speak God's word over speak God's word over our lives. And this is a constant thing. This is not just a one day out of the week. This is every single day and as much as possible as you can remember, but also just let it be an everyday thing. Learn how to speak God's word over your life, my life, your children's lives, your friends' lives. Sometimes your friends may be the only Jesus that you know, they see in you. There are some people who you may be connected with where there is nobody in a family that really is as dedicated to, to Jesus Christ as you are. And maybe God has them in your life for a reason. Maybe you're supposed to minister to them. Maybe you're supposed to speak, you know, his word over, over their lives because maybe God has a job for them to do and you're going to be that light. So don't let the devil tempt you in breaking up that friendship you know, with them because maybe God has something for them and God knows that he is giving you the job that only you can do for that friend, right? Because we all got a testimony and they got testimonies too. What word that God gives you through his voice and his, his word, which is also written in the Bible, praise and worship God from the heart. And I think that as Christians, we all have to learn this. Like when I say praise and worship God from the heart, I don't mean that you have to be a perfect Christian because none of us is perfect as Christians. God is calling us to righteousness 
not perfection. The only person who was perfect was Jesus Christ. And there's only one Jesus Christ, so we can't be perfect because he did it for us. When I say praise and worship from the heart, I mean that this this particular word right here to me is a con- is something continual. It's something that we constantly grow into because a lot of our hearts, we come from carnality, right? None of us is perfect. So I believe that when we're praising God and we're worshiping God from the heart, I think that the the closer we get to Jesus Christ, the closer we become to God, the purer our praise is going to be. The purer our praise is going to become. The purer our worship is going to become. So praise and worshiping God from the heart, to me, I feel like is one of those continual things as Christians that we are going to be called to constantly do. Okay? Another thing to take away from this, this podcast and to know is that we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Like, we are neck and neck. Okay? That means Jesus died for, for us. He took our place on a cross. And it is because of him that we are truly neck and neck with him. And this is, this is honestly hard for a lot of Christians to believe, you know, but it's true. Like, if you go back into the Word of God and you go back into the New Testament, the New Testament says that because Jesus did, did what he did and we believe on Jesus Christ through faith, we are joint ears with Christ. And if you even look up the definition joint ears, you will see what it is. It's like everything that Jesus is and everything that Jesus you know, does and everything that he owns and have, we have too. This is why the devil fight us so hard. And this is why the devil wants to fight us so hard in our thoughts and our belief is, is that he doesn't want us to believe that we're joint heirs of Christ. Because believing and having faith goes back to that to that that word confidence. When you're confident in something and about something, you speak with more authority. You, your voice is louder, you know, not, not loud like, you know, uh, cocky and arrogant, but you're louder because you know what it is that you're talking about. So when you're confident that you are joint ears with Christ, a confident person isn't going to let someone walk all over them. A confident person isn't going to let someone just take their stuff. They're going to go, you know what? No, this is mine. You can't have this. So when we're confident in believing and trusting that when the, when the New Testament says that we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ, that confidence and that belief and that faith, that foundational faith is going to tell the devil, you know what? You can't have my stuff. You cannot have my testimony. You can't have my household. You can't have my husband. You can't have my children. You cannot have my spouse. You can't have my wife. You can't have my spiritual things. That confidence and that trust, knowing that we have power and we have authority as Christians over the devil, that confidence is going to go, you know what, I'm going to speak the word of God over my life. And I'm going to make the devil move. Because when we speak in Jesus' name and we really are about our Christian walk, the devil has to bow down. This is why he doesn't want us to trust and believe that we truly are joint heirs with Jesus Christ when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, repenting, knowing that the only way we're going to get through God is through Jesus Christ. This is why the devil is tempting us in our minds and he's tempting you in your minds to not believe, to lack faith. But I'm telling you that confidence in and through Jesus Christ is going to take you far. And it's, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to allow you to speak God's word over other people's lives and break 
the chains off of people's lives. It's going gonna, it's gonna to allow you to speak over your children's lives and break generational curses. That's what that confidence is in Jesus Christ. That's what that level of faith is in, in and through Jesus Christ and being neck and neck, you know, with Jesus. And you may even be finding yourself, you know, asking yourself, why God? Why me? Why this? You know, but my question to you is, is, is why not you? Why? Why not you? This should make you feel love to the utmost of the feelings because God chose you and he chose me to walk this earth to make a difference because we got a testimony. And not only do we have a testimony as 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 joint heirs with Jesus Christ and as brothers and sisters, we are ultimately supposed to be winning souls to the kingdom of God. Through Jesus Christ. We're supposed to be winning souls to God and to the kingdom. So why not you? Why not let you be used by God and someone look at your life and say, you know what? I don't know how you got through what you went through, but I know you serve an awesome God. And I want you to tell me about the God you serve. And then that's when you start speaking about Jesus Christ. And you never know. You may win a few souls. You may win a thousand souls. You may win a million souls. You may win whoever God wants you to win into the kingdom of heaven. But you will never win nobody to the kingdom of heaven if you give up now. If you don't get back in the ring, if you don't do what God has called you to do, right? So ask yourself, why not you? Because you know what? At the end of the day, as a child of God, you got this. I got this. Get back up. Get back in the ring. Fight the devil and give the devil a black eye through your faith in Jesus Christ and submitting your whole will to God. In and through Jesus Christ. And let the Holy Spirit be your coach. And let the Holy Spirit be your God. Because you know what? There's going to be no one that's going to be in your corner coaching you through life the way Jesus Christ is going to coach you through life. And you, you, got, you got a Savior who is never going to give up on you. And I got a Savior that's never going to give up on me. And that's where my confidence lies. Is, is that I know that there is unconditional love in and through Jesus Christ. And he's going to be coaching me the whole way. And I know this for a fact. And I know he's got you. I know he's going to be coaching you. I know you got this. Stop asking yourself, why me, Lord? And start saying, you know what? Thank you, God. Thank you for choosing me for this. Thank you for knowing my ending and my beginning. So I tell you today, get back up in the ring. Give the devil a black eye. And do not let the devil have your testimony.